So who are the real culprits when it comes to COVID-19 and the pandemic? Was it some bat in uh, China or did it come out of a lab in Wuhan? And who are the real players? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. In February of last year, 2020, I got a phone call asking me if I would come out of retirement and go back to work for a while in emergency management. This was for a county in a different state than where I live for an old friend that I had worked with for a number of years. And he was telling me at that time what they knew about this this strange disease, this disease called COVID-19. It was some kind of a terrible virus that was going to kill thousands of people in the county I was being asked to serve. Well, I took the job and for a couple of months on site and a little longer off site, I worked on learning about this pandemic and how to respond. And and I can tell you by the time we got into April, I was already beginning to question some of the things that we were being told. Some things just didn't make any sense. If you're a logical person and also understand, I had access to more things than most of the media did. And so a lot of what I'm reading was becoming very concerning and how the different states were responding. Well, those things concern me as well. Ever since I walked away from that position and then this past summer decided to do this radio program, this has been one of the topics and themes because there's so many things that have been, well, that are not true that are out there. And on today's program, I'm going to spend the first part, part one, kind of tearing apart some of the headlines and and giving you some information so you can begin to connect the dots on this pandemic and COVID-19. And I think when you listen to what I have to say in this first segment, it's going to make some sense to you. Believe me, I think you're going to have your eyes open. In part two of the program, I've got some of the strange headlines that are out there each and every day beating us down, changing the narrative, and things that if you don't begin to become aware, if you're not listening and paying attention, you're going to be easily deceived. Now, let me get right into this. By the way, this is Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman, and we are heard on shortwave radio on WRMI and also KVOH as a podcast from multiple sites now. And we'll tell you more about that as we get toward the break. And we also have a free-to-air satellite channel on Galaxy 19. More about that coming up as well. Well, it wasn't long ago, controversial British scientist Peter Daszak was fired from the United Nations COVID-19 Commission that was looking at the origins of the pandemic. So who is uh, Peter Daszak? You may have heard the name. Maybe you heard it in passing and you don't really know who he is, but you need to. Because according to what is called the EcoHealth Alliance website, I was just there. Dr. Peter Daszak is president of EcoHealth Alliance. It is a U.S.-based organization that conducts research and outreach programs on global health conservation, and international development. Dr. Daszak's research has been instrumental in identifying and predicting the origins and impact on emerging diseases across the globe. 
Okay, that's what it says at the Eco Health Alliance website. So what are what are Dazak's credentials? Well, Dr. Dazak is actually a zoologist and an eco-fascist, if you really want to know the truth. He is in no ways a microbiologist. He has no medical degree. Nonetheless, he plays a major part in the most dangerous experiments now known to mankind. He's been called a world-class con man by some with a British accent, and he appears to have a hidden agenda. He also, okay, hang on to this, he's also very close to the wizard of COVID himself, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, Peter Daszak not only funded the gain-of-function research at Wuhan, but also orchestrated, now you've ever heard of the Lancet, it's one of those medical journals, peer-reviewed, supposedly. Last year, he orchestrated the Lancet paper, which totally denounced the idea that COVID-19 could have been man-made or ever come out of a lab, all while being at the being part of the investigation team we know they all knowingly lied to the entire world now because the truth is coming out now just so you know even google and usaid that's a united states government department us aid for developing nations thing funded research conducted by peter daszak's eco health alliance now, they're a controversial group that has openly collaborated with the Wuhan Institute of Biology on a killer bat coronavirus research, not for days, weeks, or months, but apparently for decades, or at least over a decade. What I want you to do now is come with me and let's, um, let's connect some of these international dots and let you see some of the players of the pandemic. And when you see it with kind of a bird's eye view, if you're like me, you're going to be very, very angry. So let's go, let's go back in time a little bit. We're going to kind of jump back and forth. It was October of 2014 that then President Obama banned what's called gain of threat, gain of threat experiments in the USA. Now, gain of threat is the same thing as gain of function. And to a degree, Obama feared a global pandemic if one of the nanoparticle-sized viruses, by the way, trillions of viruses together weigh less than a teardrop. If any of those escape via a leak or an infected human or animal, uh, there could be a, a worldwide problem or at least a regional problem. Now, Dazak was one step ahead of Obama with the head of good old Dr. Dr. Fauci, Dazak had already outsourced the experiments to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Gain of threats experiments, experiments, which the wizard of COVID decided to call gain of function. It sounds nicer. It doesn't sound as threatening as gain of threat. They utilized genetic engineering to make a virus hundreds of times more transmissible which could make them even theoretically more deadly than other viruses that nature creates. Are you following me so far? Think of all the thousands of years 
that bats have coexisted with mankind on this planet. How many times has a bat infected a human that caused a pandemic that wiped out a nation in the last, oh, I don't know, 250, 300 years? It didn't start happening until people like Fauci and company started playing with these stupid things. Now, this wasn't enough. SARS-CoV-2, this particular virus was designed to mutate rapidly, which, guess why? There's a reason for that. It makes it more difficult for vaccines to ever be developed that'll work on every variant. By the way, go back last month, about half of the adults infected in a June outbreak of what is called the Delta or Indian variant variant of COVID-19 in Israel, by the way, Israel has made sure that their people are vaccinated. So uh, all these fully vaccinated people with the Pfizer uh, vaccine, um, well, guess what? They became infected anyway. It didn't do any good. In other words, this, this, these vaccines, especially when it comes to the variants, provide no protection. It doesn't stop you from getting or spreading COVID-19. And because of this, Israel is putting back their stupid mask mandates indoors and other measures to contain this uh, apparently highly transmissible, transmissible strain. Even the New York Times reported the vaccines made by Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna set off a persistent immune reaction in the body that may protect against the coronavirus for years. That's what they say. The findings add to a growing evidence that most people immunize with the messenger RNA vaccines. And they're really not a vaccine. They're, they're, they're basically a DNA concoction. They really don't need, it may not even need uh, boosters, so long as the virus and its variants do not evolve beyond their current forms. Now, listen to that carefully. According to the New York Times, you shouldn't need any kind of a booster shot if the virus stays the way it is. But we find out now they don't. See, it's not guaranteed. That's another way of saying that this uh, these concoctions will probably not work because if the virus can vary and the vaccines cannot keep up with the variations and there are other inherent dangers to the vaccine, we've got a problem. So let's go back in history a little bit. Despite the executive order in 2014, made against, by the way, guess who was opposed to it? Good old Dr. Fauci. Well, he had Dr. Daszak continue to repurpose parts of the uh, NIH, NIAD, USAID, which is some people call that CIA light, you know, kind of a small... There's a tie between the CIA, trust me, and and USAID. That grant money ended up going to Wuhan, where no such ban exists for gain of threat or gain of function research. So let me pause here. I was just mentioning before, USAID. I'm going to take you back to 1983. I'm a young guy. I'm working for a transmitter manufacturer building broadcast equipment. And the company I worked for at the time manufactured equipment that went all over the world. We built transmitters for AM and FM radio stations in the United States and Canada. And even shortwave transmitters. There's a couple still on the air in the United States and many overseas. We built a lot of equipment 
um, that went to the Middle East, all over the Middle East. And one day when I went to work there, when I was working there, we got an order to build this high-powered shortwave transmitter. I can't even remember the frequency. Uh, we were just told it'll be on this frequency, and it's got to be built to be able to be on a barge, of all things. And we did. We built it. And the project was paid for by USAID. USAID. And I can remember the day we had it tested and everything looked fine. They sent this guy over to look it over. And then they instructed us to pack it up in a bunch of crates. How, how far could we break this apart and still easily put it back together? Well, we took it apart as they requested. It came in about, oh, seven or eight crates, if I remember. And they said that they would just, just label them, you know, you know, one of seven, two of seven, you know, you label the crate. And they will come and they will put the rest of the labeling on the crates. They came to our manufacturing building. At the time, it was in Long Island, New York. And they labeled this transmitter as medical supplies, aid supplies. In other words, you know, humanitarian aid supplies. And they put it on this unmarked truck, and they apparently took it to Kennedy International Airport. We found out accidentally that it went to Tanzania. It was given to the Palestinian Liberation Organization. At the same time, our competitor is building a very similar transmitter on the same frequency to be given to Israel. So you see how our State Department and our CIA light work against each other. So they're never, they can't trust these people. I'm telling you, you cannot trust the people in, in, in much of our government today. So let me get back to our story here. Gain-of-function experiments utilize genetic engineering to make a virus hundreds of times more deadly. So let's understand that. So why was Daszak gung-ho on seeing gain-of-function threats uh, continue? Now, just so you know, you may not know this, but I'll tell you, uh, Daszak is uh, his cover. He, he pretends to be just a good liberal Democrat, but he's really no more than a Chinese agent of influence and a fascist. And because of his work, of Fauci and a number of others you'll hear about. I believe there are 4 million dead people around the world so far. Another Holocaust. The fact that Fauci is still employed and not facing federal or international mass murder charges shows the bankruptcy of our current Justice Department, or as I call it, the Department of Injustice under Garland Merrick, and the completely clueless and worthless and dementia-ridden Biden White House. So let me introduce you to some of the cast of characters. And when you when you go through this, it reads like a really bad movie. I mean, like a like a 1958 spy thriller, B-rated or B-grade out of Hollywood. So we have Fauci and Daszak, but there are more players on the international stage. Enter Dr. Xi Lai. Now, she's a microbiologist and the director of the Center for the Emergence of Infectious Disease and Biosafety at, say it with me together, Wuhan, the WIV. 
the Wuhan Institute of Virology. She also is known affectionately as the Bat Lady. Oh, by the way, she's also a member of the American Academy of Microbiology, while she also works in a lab funded in part by the communist Chinese military. So who's next on our who's who's list of the pandemic? It's somebody from the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Now, his name, his name is Ralph Barrick. Now, Barrick was mentioned by Dr. Fauci in his testimony before the United States Senate not long ago when being questioned by Senator and medical doctor Rand Paul. Now, I want you to listen carefully. Got a little clip here, a little audio clip. Listen to the wizard of COVID, the father of the virus, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Listen to him lie about gain-of-function funding, which we now know he funded. But what he did was he did it through third parties to give himself some culpable deniability. Kind of a half-truth, which is actually a whole lie. Third parties, like, uh, shall I say, DASAC's EcoHealth Alliance. And there's also a connection now at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Listen to how... Fauci tries to cover the truth, this half-truth, which is really a whole lie. Government scientists like yourself who favor gain-of-function research... I don't favor gain-of-function research in China. You are saying things that are not correct. Government defenders of of gain-of-function, such as yourself, say that COVID-19 mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture that the mutations appear to be natural. In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the noceum technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker in the New York Magazine said, nobody would know if the virus had been fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Government authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days. The director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of -of gain-of-function research, admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you in front of this group categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory? I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done, and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. You do support it in the U.S. We have 11 labs doing it, and you have allowed it here. We have a committee to do it, but the committee has granted every exemption. You're 
you're fooling with Mother Nature here. You're allowing super viruses to be created with a 15% mortality. It's very dangerous. I think it was a huge mistake to share this with China, and it's a huge mistake to allow this to continue in the United States. And we should be very careful to investigate where this virus came from. Now, when you're dealing with Dr. Barrick, there's one thing you need to remember. The University of North Carolina School of Medicine ranks number 17 in the nation in the total of Fauci's National Institute of Health funding for the federal fiscal year of 2020, and they rank fifth among peer public institutions. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better yell! Show me the money! Now, according to the Blue Ridge Institute for Medical Research, the total dollar amount received by Dr. Barrick and the University of North Carolina School of Medicine in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, the total amount is over $345 million, with an M, million dollars. By the way, a jump of an additional $29 million over fiscal year 2019. Now, it should be noted that Barrett gave a lecture, ready for this, back in 2018. I'm serious. You can't make this stuff up. How to profit from the next pandemic. <laughs> Barrick was uh, considered a cowboy by his peers and out of control by many other doctors. His lab kind of had the nickname the Wild West. His experiments may have caused a minor outbreak of SARS-CoV-1 in Chapel Hill back earlier around 20, uh, 2003. For 20 years, underneath the radar, Barrick has been playing with millions of people's lives in Wuhan, China, and Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So, we have Dazak, Dr. Shi Zhengmi Lai, and they collaborated with Dr. Ralph Barrick and routinely created viruses far more dangerous than would exist normally in nature. Now, some of the other players include, uh, besides the United States, includes the United States neighbor to the north, Canada. Canada. So in our international drama, our neighbor to the north of the United States also <laughs> is playing a role. At issue is what happened in Canada's Winnipeg National Microbiology Laboratory not long ago. After a year of stalling, Canadian authorities have finally released some censored documents on deadly viruses that were either stolen or covertly sent from the Winnipeg lab to, to Wuhan, you know, to the bat lady. This has been a hard-to-uncover story for the last year, but it's just beginning to get traction as even the social media giants can no longer stop the truth from coming out. It's like a breach on a dam. It's getting bigger and bigger, and the crack is getting larger. Here's a little excerpt from a news documentary that was released in Canada. With ties to the Chinese military, we're escorted out of the Winnipeg virus laboratory. This is a level four laboratory that Canada uses to research some of the world's most deadly pathogens and viruses. How did two scientists with these ties get approval to work at this secret facility? How did they 
get approval to bring students from China with even more direct contact with the Chinese military to come help them with the research. This is a story about some of the world's most dangerous pathogens. This is a story about espionage. And this is a story about the Trudeau government being totally disconnected about the risks in the modern security environment. Let's talk about that. CBC News has learned that months before being escorted out of Canada's highest security microbiology lab, federal scientist Jian Go Chu sent 30 vials of 15 different strains of Ebola and Hennepa virus to Wuhan, China. We know that in 2018 they started bringing students, interns, with deep connections to the Chinese military from China to do work on this virus research. In 2019, they sent dangerous virus samples to a laboratory in China, the Wuhan Virus Laboratory. So in case that was hard to follow, let me kind of help you with it. That particular shipment mentioned in the documentary went from Winnipeg to Toronto and then from Toronto to Beijing on a commercial Air Canada flight. That was back on March 31st, 2019. The very next day, the recipients, by the way, the Canadian government will not tell us who they are, they did reply that the package had arrived safely. Uh, This, by the way, is from that email, the part that is not redacted. We would like to express our sincere gratitude to you all for your continuous support. And then it mentions the two doctors involved. Thanks a lot. Looking forward to our further cooperation in the future. That was from a very heavily redacted email, which does not provide the name of the sender. Now, bear in mind one more time here for about two minutes. This is a little snippet from the Canadian Parliament from March of this year. March of this year, 2021. In this particular exchange, Ian Stewart President of the Public Health Agency refused to tell the members of Parliament why two Chinese scientists were fired last year from the federal lab in Wuhan. Let me set this up again. Ian Stewart, president of the Canadian Public Health Agency, refused to tell members of the Canadian Parliament why two Chinese scientists were fired and removed last year from the federal lab in Winnipeg. The person asking the question is Member of Parliament Garnett uh, Jenis. One of your the researchers at the uh, lab in Winnipeg and her husband had their security clearances revoked and were escorted out of the lab. Can you tell us why? That matter was a subject of uh, investigation. Uh, that was a security investigation. And uh, I'm not going to be able to talk about the details of that investigation. Having been in China, uh, where there was, uh, where they sent uh, a live virus of Ebola and Nipah, uh, why were they let go? Why did you wait several months before you really let them go definitively? They're no longer with the agency. And, uh, you know, we undertook investigation. And um, 
I'm not really at liberty to talk more about that, sir. Has there ever been a case where any government lab has fired scientists as a result of security breaches or the improper transfer of viruses? That's a very difficult question to answer. Uh, well, uh, I, I, I'm glad you have a bloody senior office in this country where you're supposed to account to parliamentarians and the Canadian people. Now answer the damn question. I'm not able, Mr. Chair, I just, I just want to ask members to uh, conduct themselves, of course, in a parliamentary fashion. I would like to ask the witness. I do, I do appreciate. I do appreciate the member has is, is entitled to ask the question. I just ask him to be parliamentary and tr and try to remain calm. I understand, Mr. Mr. Stewart. Mr. This is a critical issue of national security. Has any lab in this country ever fired a scientist as a result of a security breach or the improper transfer of viruses? You're a public servant. People deserve an answer. I'm not able to answer the question as it was structured. Now, this member of parliament, if you listen carefully, said this case smacked of a major security breach involving this husband and wife research team that apparently made numerous trips to China. And various experts have raised questions on the deadly experiments being conducted by governments in secret and now they're trying to simply cover it up. I'm telling you, according to Amir uh, Adaran, a law professor and also an epidemiologist at the University of Ottawa, here's what he says. It is suspicious. It is alarming. It is potentially life-threatening. We have a researcher who is removed by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police from the highest security laboratory that Canada has for reasons the government won't tell anybody, including members of parliament. All this remains big top secret. What we do know is this, that before she and he were removed, she had sent one of the deadliest viruses on earth and multiple varieties of it to maximize the genetic diversity and maximize what experimenters in China could do with it to a laboratory in China that does dangerous gain-of-function experiments and that has links to the Chinese ministry. The Canadian National Microbiology Laboratory. This particular laboratory has been mired with controversy for a long time. Another Canadian scientist by the name of Frank Plummer, who headed the National ML, uh, microbiology lab ended up suspiciously dead. Now follow this. Canadian scientist Frank Plummer, who headed this national microbiology lab, ended up suspiciously dead a week after the news reports on the Royal Canadian Mounted Police investigation was published. Plummer is associated with another key individual, the Dutch Virologist Ron Foucher. Now, he is known as the creator of the world's deadliest virus. Foucher isolated the SARS coronavirus, S-A-R-S. Sound familiar? Like SARS-CoV-2? Remember, there was a SARS-CoV-1? He smuggled it out of Saudi Arabia. It was then sent uh, to the now-dead Frank Plummer. These secret Chinese experiments were exposed by Italians, believe it or not, in 2015. Six years ago, six years ago, the Italian state-owned media 
uh, exposed how Chinese scientists were doing biological experiments on a SARS, a severe acute respiratory syndrome. That's what it stands for. Severe acute respiratory syndrome connected virus. Now, I know I'm kind of running over a little bit on this segment, but this is really important, and I want you to follow along. It's worth your time. You need to hear what I'm telling you to put the pieces together. This virus was believed to be a coronavirus, ta-da, derived from what? Bats and mice. Asking whether it's worth the risk in order to be able to modify the virus for compatibility with human organisms. And now finally... The last, but really not really the last by any stretch of the imagination, just for our purposes today um, of our international list around the world, is Saudi Arabia. In a very obscure article that came out about mm, eight years ago in 2013, it says when microbiologist Ali Mohammed Zaki mailed out a sample of a deadly virus he found in Saudi Arabia to a leading virologist, He thought he was helping to alert the world to a potential public health threat. But Saudi authorities are not happy. Although the virus was first isolated, allegedly, in their country, Zaki's action has resulted in handing sovereign and intellectual property rights on the first diagnostic test or treatments ever to an institute in the Netherlands. See, in June of 2012, Zaki, who was then at the Dr. Solomon Faki Hospital in Jeddah, but since has gone back to his native Egypt, isolated and cultured a virus from a man who had died of severe pneumonia and had acute renal failure. After routine diagnostics failed to identify the cause of death, Zaki contacted Ron Fauchier, yeah, in the Netherlands the leading virologist there at the Aramis Medical Center in Rotterdam in the Netherlands for advice. Now, Fauchier, who last year made headlines for his work on the H5N1 avian influenza, suggested that Zaki uh, test for a coronavirus, and the test came up positive. This virus subsequently caused a small but deadly outbreak in at least three countries in the Middle East and sparked some international concern. The good old WHO, owned by China, controlled by China, and beholden to Bill Gates, reported back on the 21st of December that its investigation, this is back in 2012, uh, its cluster of cases in Jordan had raised suspicion that transmission could be occurring from human to human. Something, by the way, they denied about SARS-CoV-2 and uh, COVID-19. Oh, no, it doesn't pass from human to human. Of course, that's what the Chinese overlords demanded they say. Saudis at the time stated they were not happy, and they claimed that Zaki kept them in the dark about his work, including his shipments of the virus to the Netherlands. Now, there's one man who's had his finger on the pulse of all of this, all of this for decades. It's Dr. Anthony Fauci, the wizard of COVID, the father of the virus. And I'll share on the other side of the break a few more thoughts. But this is what he said. I want you to remember this. Right as President Trump 
was taking office in 2017. There is no question that there will be a challenge the coming administration in the arena of infectious diseases, both chronic infectious diseases in the sense of already ongoing disease, and we have certainly a large burden of that, but also there will be a surprise outbreak. And I hope by the end of my relatively short presentation, you will understand why history, the history of the last 32 years that I've been the director of NIAID will tell the next administration that there's no doubt in anyone's mind that they will be faced with the challenges. Guess what? It had nothing to do with history, honestly. It had to do with what he knew going on for well over a decade, probably longer, all over the world, where his millions of dollars were sent to study gain of threat. These are just a few of the international players in this mess. I'm telling you, there's a lot about this that we've never been told. There's a lot about this that concerns me. And I want to add one more little thing. You know, just days before President Trump took office, that moratorium that um, that Obama had on gain-of-function or gain-of-threat research magically disappeared. And it's one of those things that happened in a massive-sized government nobody really notices. And so as Trump took office, more research was being done at a faster pace. I suspect a coup. I mean, between the Russia hoax and everything else, I suspect a coup. Listen, do you believe in what we're doing here? We have a break coming up, and i got a lot more on the other side you can't miss. Let me know you're listening. Visit our website. I know we're running way over on this break. Uh, Truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. That's our website. You can email me at bob at truth2ponder.com truth the number two ponder.com bob at truth the number two ponder.com and give me your thoughts and if you believe in what we're doing we're looking at you know increasing our shortwave presence maybe even some other radio is coming into the into view we're not sure we're on free to air satellite galaxy 19 if you want to find out more about that we have it at the website and if you're able to give me some, anybody know somebody that can do a better job than I'm doing on the website, just trying to keep track. And it's a lot of work putting a program like this together. Any help you can give is much appreciated. Our mailing address is uh, Truth to Ponder, 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, two words, Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. That's 30537. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The corruption of Lot. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, Abraham's nephew, Lot, chose to live in Sodom. And one day he's visited by two angels. The people of Sodom are so perverted that they follow the angels to Lot's house. He tells the crowd, don't act wickedly. See, he was a righteous man. He said, do not act wickedly. It was a bold and holy statement. And then he goes on to say, listen, I have two daughters. I'll bring them out to you. You can do whatever you like with them. I'll see you in the morning. 
not exactly the hallmark of Christian living. Lot never made it to the cover of Christianity Today. He was never asked to be the keynote speaker at Promise Keepers. He was never invited to guest host Focus on the Family. Lot wasn't focusing on the family at all. And then at the end, he focused too much on it. Lot grew up with Abraham. He journeyed with Abraham. He looked up to Abraham. What went wrong? What went wrong is he settled down in Sodom. It was bad enough to live among the Sodomites, but it was worse to settle down with them. Abraham, too, lived among pagans, but he never settled down with them. He stayed in a tent. He he journeyed in the presence of God, but Lot settled down in Sodom. And worse, he gradually grew comfortable there. He called the Sodomites my brothers. And sure enough, it weakened him. It compromised him. It corrupted him. And probably it happened without him even realizing it. And so you, too, Maybe you've let yourself grow comfortable with what you used to know was wrong. Don't be corrupted like Lot. Turn away from Sodom and put away all its unclean ways. Dwell instead in the tents of Abraham and the Lord will bless you with an everlasting inheritance in the promised land. Want more? Ask for the tents of Abraham. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins guaranteed to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? A six-month supply for free. That's it. You can. Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins for victorious walk with God. And updates on Israel and prophecy and the incredible the mystery of the temple doors. All free. You'll love it. How do you get all this? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name. Yeshua and dial it. It's all you do. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be so blessed. But call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. It's Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend and Messiah, Yeshua Tenu, our salvation. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Well, I apologize for that first segment going as long as it did, but... I really wanted to put some of this information together for you. This is by no means an exhaustive analysis of of where this virus came from. But I wanted to share this to show you that you were lied to by the media, lied to by governments, lied to by Dr. Fauci, lied to by social media, all about the origin of COVID-19. And now that the truth begins to come out, it comes out like a flood. And you find out it's just not one person here or one person there. It's like a bad spy novel. This is totally insane that we have governments working on deadly virus weapons. And how many millions of people are supposedly dead from this in the world today? How many supposedly died in the United States? I think the numbers are inflated, but one death from a virus concocted in a lab, whether it be in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, Wuhan, China, the Netherlands, or Canada, it doesn't matter. It's wrong. It is totally wrong. And now they try to cure it with a a messenger RNA vaccine. We've never used a messenger RNA vaccine to create a spike protein on our own. 
many of which people are saying the spike protein itself is the issue, and I'm beginning to increasingly believe it with the evidence that keeps coming out. And notice there's this big rush, everybody get vaccinated, everybody, everybody get vaccinated. Now we're finding out, well, maybe it doesn't work for these variants because we learned in the first segment that these coronaviruses, these spliced together for lack of a better term, I know it's not technically correct. By the way, one of the things that Barrick was good at was uh, genetically modifying a virus and making it where you couldn't tell it was modified. That's one of the things he did. And who knew about this? Of course, Dr. Fauci, the father of the virus, the wizard of, of, of COVID. And the fact that he's still the highest paid government employee allowed to walk freely among people while while Biden's kid, you know, gets, you know, is also running around freely. And, and, and you have prosecutors in New York chasing down uh, a chief executive operating officer for not declaring the perk of a car for tax purposes and marching him around with handcuffs like a perpetrator. How many times... Let me tell you something. I guess the statute of limitations is up. Back in the 1980s, I worked at a radio station and I had a car to drive, a different car every two weeks on a trade deal with a car rental agency. A lot of people get vehicles. And now they're saying, well, because he had a vehicle. Oh, well, that's a perk and and it's a it's a crime. It's a crime. Yet. Biden's kid, who's used his father's name all over the world to make millions of dollars, yeah, like he's an expert on natural gas and, and oil production and other things that he made, oh, just like $40,000 a month. I mean, yeah, he's really qualified. Our world is full of strange headlines today. And I really believe we're being the propaganda value of all these headlines. We're being so inundated all the time that you finally start giving up or you can't pay attention or you can't connect the dots. And that's why we do this particular radio program. And I'd like to see it expand, if you'll help me. Let me just share some of the headlines that I'm looking at that I find quite disturbing. Now, Dr. Peter McAuliffe, we've had him on the program before, and he was sharing... Here's a guy whose credentials are impeccable. I mean, he has taught medicine. He is affiliated with one of the finest schools in Texas and hospitals. He's not a fly-by-night strange guy. And he's already pointing out that he's noticed that these COVID vaccines are killing babies in the first trimester at an astonishing rate. And he is saying it's an atrocity to consider vaccinating expectant mothers. I've seen reports as high as four out of five pregnancies end up being terminated because of the vaccine. Maybe Bill Gates was right. We can use vaccines to control population. There's a 12-year-old girl who's now bound to a wheelchair with a chronic illness because they believe the vaccine. Now, will these ever make it to the vaccine you know, reporting system for adverse effects? <laughs> well, one doctor said he's tried to uh, make 18 cases. They're not easy to do, by the way, and they have none of them have been taken, so no. 
um, we'll probably never know the true result of how how dangerous the vaccines are to many people. It may, some people believe, and I'm beginning to think they may be right, the vaccines could kill far more people than COVID-19. Vastly more people. China, guess what? They're stealing your DNA with home ancestry kits. I wonder why. What, what do they need to know about your DNA? Here's another headline. Critical race theory is not just anti-white racism. It's just repackaged to brainwash an entire generation into growing up as racist bigots filled with hatred to themselves. I'm serious. You give phony history, change the narrative. Look, it was George Orwell that pointed out those that control the uh, present can control the past. In other words, they can reinvent history. And if you have now controlled the present, you can control the future. And that's what's happening. We have a government that is stripping freedom away. Look what happened with all the lockdowns and closures. How many people willingly sacrifice their rights because they're afraid of a virus that was created by Fauci and company? Let's be honest. They tried to make you believe last year. They tried desperately. Facebook, YouTube, Google, everybody, the government tried to make you believe this this was just a mere coincidence, and it came from came from an old bat somewhere in the middle of China or something, or northwest China, and and somebody got sick, and, and then it spread, and somehow somebody made some bat soup, you know, somewhere at a wet market, uh, few, several miles away from the, the virus lab, and 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 somehow it it got out, and it got to Italy, and it got to the United States, and it got it. If this was a naturally occurring situation and viruses, and they do jump from species to species, but they generally, when somebody gets it directly from, let's say, a bat, does it does it break out to a large pandemic? No, because it doesn't really connect to another person or another human being. It's hard to spread that virus. But if you're Dr. Barrick, if you're Dr. Fauci, if you're the bat lady of Wuhan or any of the others that were playing with this stuff, Dr. Daszak, well, he's not a medical doctor, but his money was behind it, which was Fauci's money. If you start playing with gain of threat, gain of function, to make it more transmissible human to human, you've taken this bat coronavirus and you've modified it you've changed it so it is very transmissible and you make sure that it mutates you've created yourself a bioweapon and somehow this bioweapon whether by design or by accident got out in early 2020 kind of suspicious to me the year that trump is running for re-election it allowed the greatest steal i believe in history on the election you can argue with me all you want prove to me i'm wrong CNN now is pushing the Delta variant as super, super scary and claiming teenagers and kids will need this dangerous vaccine immediately. Yet, kids that get it have, what is it, a 20 or 50 times, at least 20 times higher rate of heart inflammation than they would without it? Blood clotting? 
We're brainwashing, and and they and it's people like Fauci that need to be in prison on mass murder charges. I mean, let's face it. They want to give this stuff to infants next? I, I go back to 2019, October. We talked about this yesterday. I'll just quickly mention it. Seems rather suspicious that Bill Gates, who seems to also have his fingers in all of this stuff all the time, Mr. Vaccine, doctor himself, the you know the guy that stole an operating system to make his billions. His wife has gotten smart and left him. She must know something we need to know. I'm telling you, <laughs> this this world is full of people that have given themselves over to the Antichrist. This is the only way I can explain it. We're seeing the spirit of Antichrist alive and well. Event 201, 2019, October, New York City. The elite of the world government and and the big business type people, like, you know, the pharmaceutical companies. How would we deal with a major pandemic? I shared that yesterday. And then we had all these wonderful dashboards ready to go on an instant's notice so we could have a death ticker on CNN and anywhere else we wanted it. And how many are infected today? Where and how to find? I was kind of amazed working in emergency management last year. You know, wait a minute. How did they have all this stuff so quick? Where do they, you know, we, we have this dashboard and we're only on like, you know, we just heard about it a few weeks ago, just in time for flattening the curve. It's twice as deadly and 100 times as contagious as COVID-19 is what they what the vaccine-making shills are telling CNN. By the way, a great name for the C- for CNN, the Counterfeit News Network. Run for your lives. The Delta variant is coming. And so are the lockdowns, and so are all the nonsense that continually goes with it. Other headlines, non-virus-related. California's mega drought is causing tap water to taste like dirt in some places. Another drought, one that experts think is more severe than the last one. Worse, the heat is also severe. This has happened before. This is not man-made global warming, which kind of, you know, they said it was, and then they, they changed it to climate change. We shared that, too, that that became bogus. There are times I think God is trying to send a message. You know, God does pass judgment And he does, shall we say, uh, chastise and discipline. We forget that. We think that we have a free ride. Another headline showing the power of the tech tyrants. Facebook is now allowed to label anybody misinformation and slander them without any kind of recourse. California's senior district judge has dismissed a lawsuit by the Children's Health Defense against Facebook. In other words, Facebook can slander you, lie about you, and they're given artistic license, but you have no recourse anymore. Goebbels in World War II Germany would be so proud of this propaganda effort that is just infecting, especially the younger generation. Now, the British mainstream media insists that coronavirus vaccines are effective. They're totally effective, even though... Ready for this? Most of the people dying in Great Britain are fully vaccinated people. 
Oh, they don't want to tell you that. The mainstream outlets in the United Kingdom are attempting to convince people that even though the most recent coronavirus deaths in the country are from fully or partially vaccinated people, you still need to have the you still need to take the jab to stay safe. And 12 million Australians are forced to stay at home because of this COVID Delta variant hysteria. It's sad. Lastly, don't have a whole lot of time for this, but I want to share this. YouTube, owned by Google, another one of those uh, literally satanic organizations. Google is satanic. Facebook is satanic. Twitter is run by Satanists, as far as I'm concerned, or meth heads. Take your choice. YouTube censored a Nobel Prize winner for discussing ivermectin. Now, before the coronavirus pandemic, ivermectin was described as a wonder drug by the medical community. 2015, Dr. Satoshi Amura and Dr. William C. Campbell were awarded each the Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine for their work that led to the development of uses for ivermectin. The importance of ivermectin is what they say for improving health and well-being of millions of individuals with all, and they just listed a whole bunch of diseases, and it's been immeasurable how it has cured people all over the world. But after the pandemic began, and anybody mentioned, oh, hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, guess what? Guess what? You get purged for even mentioning it. Why? Because, see, if you know these things work, then you don't need the stupid vaccine. And if the stupid vaccine is not administered, Pfizer and Moderna and, and Johnson & Johnson and AstraZeneca stand to not make the billions with a B dollars they're anticipating as they just rub their hands in greedy glee. Today, the big tech policies against ivermectin resulted in speeches where this particular Nobel Prize winner discussed ivermectin Ivermectin being used for this and how it works, being struck down for violating community guidelines. When the fascists at YouTube censor a Nobel Prize winner, a man whose discovery has saved a hundred million people from blindness and other diseases, the world has entered a very dark place. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, the tech tyrants are the arm of the leftists trying to take over your lives. Bill Gates is among the elite. Fauci among the elite. All the elites. Everybody from the Obama administration running around in the, in the Joe Biden dementia-filled White House. They're a problem. Do you believe in this program? We'll talk about this more tomorrow. Would you consider supporting us with a small gift? Our mailing address is... 21 Berkshire, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263. That's important. Our special secure box, number 263, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. That's 30537. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, may God bless. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth, the number two, 
and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.